0: Hello, everybody. Live from an 80-degree day in the San Gabriel Valley of the Los Angeles Basin, it is the Ozone. I'm your host, Omar Miller. I'm here with my brother, Terry. Oh, folks, the rain has left, and we're so happy about it. The rest of the country, unless you're in South Florida, I sure hope you guys catch up to us soon, because it really changes your disposition. We've had a rough winter by California standards, a lot of mudslides, and it's excess rain flooding uh oh, it's just been a rough one across the country i know and and for all of our fans across the pond in the uk we hear we're making some noise over there want to say love thank you uh i'm here with my brother terry how you feeling feeling great besides going to the dmv
1: and standing in line all day half the day but other than uh, that it's all good the department of motor vehicles ladies and gentlemen
0: that was with an appointment correct that was with an appointment two hours still that's terrible work Ah, well, we got some work to do in California, but what we got work to do is to talk about the world of sports today. Uh, we have a very interesting guest today. We have IBF welterweight champion Earl Spence's trainer, Derek James, is going to call in. He's down in uh, Dallas, Texas, and they've completed the way in and he's ready to talk and with talk the strategy. In the game. Yeah, and he's ready to talk to, with one of the best fighters in the game, mm-hmm. and he's ready to talk strategy about uh, Earl Spence. So uh, it's interesting to get to him. We got uh, some some more baseball. We're getting closer to the most wonderful time of the year, uh, folks. And I'm really excited about it myself. A couple injuries to report on. Seems like uh, number 22, Clayton Kershaw, is back in action and got his arm throwing. But uh, the Yankees ace is scheduled to throw on Wednesday, but is not throwing yet. Um, And you know what I want to jump right into is a bit of social news. Yesterday, down under in New Zealand... Uh, a very weak, insecure individual killed 49 people while they were trying to exercise their faith and pray. And the guy is such a terrible individual that he had the nerve to to tape it. Folks, this is a real dark space. And uh, we have to recognize that we truly are all in this thing together. You know, uh, whether you praise Jehovah, Allah, Buddha, a cow, Anything else, we're all humans. And the way to get people to see things your way is certainly not to kill them. And uh, this is happening more and more across the world. It's very disappointing, very, very disappointing. And, I, and my heart goes out as a Christian and, and as a believer to all of the Muslim brothers and sisters outside in the world right now in mourning. And and uh, I have to say it's Friday afternoon, and I hope the mosque is uh, full of believers worshiping all over the world in defiance of this moment. And uh, just know, you know, when this, when the tragedy, I put up a, a post, because when the tragedy struck uh, the the small, cowardly individual that shot up the Jewish synagogue in Pittsburgh last year, it was a Muslim group who responded and raised a bunch of money in a GoFundMe, and now it's time for everybody else to step up and do the same. So, ladies and gentlemen, reach out to the people you know, because you never know who's out there hurting and that hurt can get misdirected and put into violence. So uh love one another. Be peace. Be be what you want to be the change you want to see in the world as, as Gandhi King and, and all of those Love thy neighbor wise people have said. Yeah, stick with the scripture, man. Love thy neighbor. It's a really dark spot. So just wanted to send the love from the ozone out to the world and that. Send that light. Um and and then I want to move on to something we never cover really, which is basketball want we'll dip your toe in a little bit, huh, brother? I might as well dip my toe in it. Now, we're coming towards the end of the season, a season that has been marred by some change and some surprises in the sense that the Lakers went and got LeBron James, which they hoped would immediately, with their core group of guys, get them to be able to, to make noise in the Western Conference. Unfortunately, what we're seeing is, is the Lakers look like they're not even gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. You know, Talk to me about the situation. you you had some strong feelings offline. Yeah, I, I have a problem with one of the problems is that they
1: want to blame Luke Walton. The coach they wanna blame Luke Walton. Yes, and the coach with this in this situation right now has limited responsibility, I feel like. You know, him, him being responsible for this situation is really out of his head. A lot of this falls on Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson has not put together the appropriate roster to to compete in the Western Division. You went out and signed these free agents when you had this young talent, which you should have been building around around, around LeBron James, and basically then you wanted to trade them for Anthony Davis against your oh. own self, the whole
0: team. And, and it seems like those kids never bounced back. They never could recover. They're kids. They're kids, <laughs> They're and, kids. It, and it seemed like they bought into the idea with LeBron. That they, they were, were friends. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. And it's not a business, but LeBron had to point that out to him later on. Hey, this is a business. But that's neither here nor there at this point because now you've lost the team. And somebody's got they never go. they never recovered they from, from that whole
0: recovered. Trade somebody's go. situation. They've never they never recovered. And unfortunately it looks like it's gonna be Luke Walton. It looks like it's gonna be Luke Walton. And Luke Walton's gonna land somewhere and do well. Because he seems like a good coach. It seems like the players like him. He's done well with guys, and honestly, if you look at Luke Walton, Luke Walton was hamstrung his entire coaching career by an aging Kobe Bryant. Yes. And now by a superstar in LeBron James that he has no control over. We have to just and be honest. And Johnson, though. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. You have to understand that as a head coach, part of your job, a big part of your job is managing egos, but a big part of your job is having the guys buy into your scheme. And what when is you the scheme? When, but but when you have certain players that transcend the sport, they are the scheme LeBron is the scheme, yes, but the problem is that and, and once he popped that growing, things just went south. well, not even with the growing pop
1: though it was the beginning of the season with the with the way that they went and picked up the free agents. Magic Johnson act like he'd never seen LeBron James play he went and picked up. Point guards he got he has Alonzo ball there, then he went can 't say healthy though, yeah, and then you go get Ray John Rondo, well, guess what? then you go get these point guards, LeBron brings the ball up <laughs> he 's not the point, but are you going to tell lebron james he 's not supposed to be bringing the ball up
0: who 's going to tell him that who 's going to tell him that he can 't administer the offense the way that he sees fit nobody he 's out on set <laughs> lebron LeBron seems like he shows up. I have to be honest, and everybody that listens to the show knows I'm a very pro-LeBron James uh, fan. But honestly, it seems like this the Lakers gig seems like a side hustle for LeBron James at this point. And with having so much access, part of the reason he signs in L.A. is to further his career and his influence both during and after his his playing days are over. Now, let me ask you this, though. Not and, to, and that's what he's doing. Yeah. He's, you know what I mean? He's got show after show after show, which is great. We're on the Uninterrupted Network right now, so that that's great. But uh, I remember – I'm old enough to remember when Shaquille O'Neal was making albums and doing movies – and everybody acted like it was the end of the world
1: Right But I just want to ask you this Do you think that LeBron James Literally has something to do with the Lakers roster With the people yes. that they're signing So yes. do you think that he signed off on
0: Lance Stevenson Yes
1: And Rajon Rondo Yes And I don't think that they Do you think I he signed think, off on getting rid of Zubac
0: If he did, I don't understand why that's, if he did, it was a millennial decision
1: Yes, see, that's a low light of, A low light up there It kids. really is That kid would come in and bang the boards And he was a big body And you need that He's a legitimate seven footer And now the Lakers don't have that inside presence You need to surround LeBron James with shooters He's the man who can always
0: create his own shot And go right. through the hole And always create shots for others Because he's going to require yes. so much attention
1: And his And his field vision is unbelievable His court vision
0: Outrageous So If
1: you give the ball to LeBron James since he's going to bring the ball up anyway, since he's a point forward, let him distribute the ball through global, Mm -mm, of course, (laughs) and and surround him with shooters and one big man. That's it. Mm. But for some reason, the Lakers went and got a a partial defense, didn't commit really to a scheme or, you know, do they run a triangle? What do they do?
0: Well, the next thing you know, the Clippers are in the playoffs and the Lakers aren't.
1: Right. And the, and, the, and the Lakers have the best player on the planet.
0: And it's interesting, though. Is he interested? I feel like he's interested. He still puts up crazy numbers. If you look at his numbers, his numbers are still silly. Crazy.
1: We went to the game <laughs> the other night, and he gave you a triple-double and didn't even play the whole game.
0: I didn't I even mean, play. He, like, he I felt like he maybe only minutes. played like 25, 30 minutes. Come on, man. Yeah, it's against the Celtics. And they got destroyed.
1: Yes, they destroyed. They got destroyed. But the problem is that you have no identity.
0: The team has no idea. I feel like the team has no idea. LeBron
1: has an identity, but what about the rest of the guys? And now you lost them mentally. So either they're going to have to get rid of that whole blow-up. It's going to be an
0: interesting offseason. And you and the problem I have with getting rid of everybody for Anthony Davis is Anthony Davis doesn't play all that much. No. And also, Brandon Ingram is really good. Really good. Kyle Kuzma is really good. Really
1: good. <laughs> Lonzo Ball has a lot of potential. Then you can plug and play players around that. But But – we can't just go and give up the whole team for one guy. I mean, come on. It's, it's too much. And I hear a lot of people say, oh, yeah, we, we should do that. It, it's a good idea. I don't understand why. That makes no sense because you have to have somebody for him to play with. He, has, he can't win literally by himself. I always say that he could but literally, but
0: it's not realistic. He needs- I think the kids are key. And I think the kids on the Lakers, having them believe, we've seen it throughout this season, the team that's only won 32 or 33 games, but they've beat all of the marquee teams, yes, and then they've also lost to all of the terrible teams and it's because the that's a kids focus problem, right? that's a focus problem. I don't think it's an ability problem. those kids can run with anybody yes, all but they but, but they need to believe that they can run with anybody and I don't see them believing now at the beginning of the season now going have a they job were, that they're have a job but this is what I'm saying at the beginning of the season when they were willing to get in actual fisticuffs and guys were actually picking each other up, that that was the spirit that they needed.
1: You don't see that now. Well, it's hard to for these guys to understand that coming straight from college, doing a year in college, and then getting into something where they're actually considered grown men that's playing a, a kid's game. And you want them to have a business sense around them, but also play a game. It doesn't. It's hard to you know to switch on and off for them being kids they twenty one and twenty two years old. They have they young, like really experience. young. Even though they have a lot of money, doesn't give you life experience. It just gives you a lot of money. You know what I'm saying?
0: How long is it going to take them to ship off Lonzo Ball and Lavar Ball in a no trade, <laughs> in a trade for nothing? I think that Lonzo's is probably going at the end of this year. I think so too. I don't think the injuries have helped him. I don't think it's helped his. If anything, the injuries may have helped him stay on the Lakers because his trade value is down. Yes. Well, haven't I haven't heard anything from Lavar in a long time?
1: Well, and, and uh, Lonzo's at to the point right now where he's saying that if I get traded, I get traded.
0: Yeah. I mean, this, what what can you do about it? You don't need to have a no-trade clause or anything like that. can't, bro. I just wonder if he ever got his money together from the shoe deal, you know, because of the Air Lonzos versus the Nike deal they were going to give him. I'd like to hear more about what happened with that family dynamic. I expected them to – have a reality show with this any the other? Well, they do
1: have and it, one on Facebook, I think.
0: Oh, it's on Facebook. Okay, and it seemed ball like... ball in the family. Ball in the family—that's what it was. And it seems like when LeBron came, that kind of killed all that. The, 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 the spotlight completely shifted. Yeah, we gave him hush money,
1: yeah, <laughs> like, whatever it like, was. Like, it, like hush money him, is if you hush up or you won't get your money.
0: <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't know how you put it, but I know that the attention was lost on the, that. There's he. You know, LeBron James. In watching the games now. I have to wonder all of those criticisms that always were playing with LeBron James is difficult. It's the you know it's the whole thing of somebody actually watching a guy that's so great that you end up watching him play. Just like,
1: like they used to do with Kobe Bryant to a certain extent, you know, you watch you the get young kids, in, uh, you get caught up in the Kobe show and not do
0: your part. I have some friends down in Miami, and that was what they said. I remember when the trade happened, they said, you're believing he's going to take you guys to the promised land, huh? I said, well, I'm not necessarily a Laker fan, but I am a LeBron fan. And they were like, trust us, we've seen this movie before. It it doesn't work out, even if it works out. (laughs) And I was like, huh, I didn't know what they meant. And this is what they're talking about. Because LeBron is the focus because he's the supernova. But it's going to be very interesting to see where the Lakers go from here because team chemistry is essential to get out of the West. Right. You can't do what he did in the East as far as just throwing a team on his back and single handedly. That team that he took to the finals last year was a bunch of ragtag fugitives.
1: That team that he took to the finals last year is worse than the team that he's on now. But what's happened is yes. But what what has happened is that they've broken the team's morale. That's and what now, it is. And now, unfortunately, and it looks like his included. Uh, and unfortunately, it looks like Luke Walton is going to be the victim of that. Yeah, he's because going to be he the never sacrifice. Never got a Lam. chance to. Do his put his own stamp on this team? I don't feel like he has enough to do with the personnel. No, I don't think he has anything to do with any of that. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they trust him to have anything to do with any of that. He's an up and coming talent as far as coaching, but they're not letting they're not taking the reins off of him. Give him a year and let him do his thing, and if he doesn't do it after all this time, then ship him out. But now everybody's crying for his head like he's done something. Everybody's
0: crying for his head, and he hasn't
1: done anything. But Play with the talent that you've given him, and you put him under the gun from Kobe to uh, to not to Shaq, but from Kobe to LeBron now. And now you want him to to do what? What do you want him one from Luke?
0: Man, <laughs> do it, Luke. <laughs> May the force be with you. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know. He is in a tough spot, but I, I would like to see. Hmm, I would like to see what happens because, meanwhile, on the other side of the Staples Center. Jerry West has come in and taken some of the responsibility away from Doc Rivers, and they don't do nothing but win. Yeah. Decade Lou Williams is as good as anybody in all of basketball, well, and by and the way. that They play as a team. They, they play as a they team. Come, they come they destroyed the, the Boston Celtics, yeah. and I appreciate that. One love to Julian Edelman. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they destroyed the Celtics right after the Celtics had destroyed the Lakers. Right. With the best player on the planet. I have to reiterate. I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, I I don't don't talk much hoops. You know, I was watching a game. Like we told you, folks, our mother in her retirement has become a basketball junkie. And she watches all the games. I think she's watching games right now. It might even be old games from 85. She's trying to catch up on different series and seasons. And one of the things that I told her the other day, we were watching the Rockets play the Warriors. And honestly, it's hard to watch basketball right now because everybody plays the game the wrong way. And the way that they decided that is the way to play the game, I just am not a fan of. I'm a, I, I would say I'm a little out of line in calling it the wrong way. But I'm just not a fan of watching guys, everybody pull up from 35 and brick and brick and brick. You're supposed to watch an NBA game just like how you watch a Major League Baseball game or an NFL game. You're supposed to watch these games and see crisp games. See the game being played at the highest level. If I want to see a bunch of dudes brick threes and go to the park, I could go straight to the park. Where you all part? <laughs> you know, it could be all over the place. We could head down to Raleigh. We could the to Eucalyptus. We go 24-hour, whatever you need. Stevenson. Could head over to Stevenson. they definitely going to throw up the bricks out there. <laughs> Shout out to Carson. Uh, but, yeah, but, the, you know, and this is this – is, you watch the game, and eventually guys get hot because they are in the NBA, and they start sinking shots. But I was just watching, and with Boogie Cousins not being fully back to himself, you know, obviously coming back in less than a year from Achilles and playing in the NBA is incredible. But I watched Boogie when the game got close. The Rockets started to cut the, the lead. Actually, I don't even know who won that game. Um, the um the Warriors Golden won it. The
1: Warriors um am by, I think, one or two because of Boogie.
0: Boogie. Well, the thing, this is what I, I was telling Mom is that he made the game so that the Rockets could never get over the hump, even with James Harden going to the rack. I think it was 107-108. Well, low-scoring game by today's standards. And, you know, he was putting the ball in the hole post moves. He he can't even explode like he normally explodes. But the ball was 15 feet and closer to the basket, Mm -hmm. and it was was beautiful to watch the big man
1: put in work. But this is the problem with the college experience that these guys are not getting now. They are not getting college experience to learn how to play more as a team because if you play in high school and playing in college and playing from college to going to the professional's, are like leaps and bounds, you know, between each other. And these guys aren't understanding how to you watch a lot of individual basketball in the NBA now. A lot of guys getting theirs and it actually hurts the overall game of basketball. It actually hurts the product. It's a lot of flash and dash and you know, you can watch guys who are running faster and jumping, jumping higher gym and you know, even shooting better to a certain degree, but you don't see them play as a team because if it's not done in you know in In the fluid motion of the game Then it's not right It's not You're going to get ugly wins You're going to get ugly games You're going to get And now that the rules have changed The games are 120 You know 120 points
0: And stuff like that I mean that's too much man I understand It's like watching a long ball 140 points Guys put up 135 140 Regularly Yes Like the all-star game It's it's just lunacy to me Anywho There's that uh, You know We had all of this stuff happen With the NBA With the with, with the teams breaking down and the trades, I really want to talk about this Tim Donaghy article that came out in ESPN. It's fantastic journalism, uh, but it needs its own time, and I don't want to. I don't want to rush that, so I'll, I'll save it again for next week. It's not urgent, mm-hmm. but maybe that's part of what has soured me on watching the NBA to a certain degree because they do a lot of of, of confirming of your suspicions. Um, but moving on, uh, made our way down to Indian Wells to watch a little tennis, and unfortunately, our man Gaël Monfils suffered a uh, Achilles injury, which taken which took him out of a, a quarterfinals match, unfortunately against Dominic Team. Uh, so Team advances. Uh, Angelique Kerber in a, in a nice matchup against Bena uh, Williams. She <laughs> advanced. Um, you got Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal it's shaping up. It's shaping up. By the time we get back on the air again, we're going to have a uh, uh, new champions, which in my opinion will be old champions at Indian Wells. Uh, I think we're going to see a Roger Rafa final. I'm hoping. And, um, you know, it, it, that never gets old. How can it? The only problem is, is that it's a three setter instead of a five, but man, oh man, is it nice out there in Palm Springs? It's beautiful. Wow. Wow. This is just great place to be. Great place to be. Um, other than that, you know, not much to not much to focus on right now for for tennis. But big fight coming up, pay per view, twenty four and zero IBF welterweight champ Earl Spence fighting against thirty nine and zero lightweight champ, super lightweight champ, four division champion Mikey Garcia. Well, we're blessed today, folks, because what we have is the coach, the trainer, confidant, and friend of Earl Spence is here live on the ozone Derek, what's going on, man? What's up, bro? What's happening? How you doing? Solid gold. Life is good. Man, you here now? You on the ozone? We're talking about the big fight tomorrow night. How you feel about things? I'm feeling
2: good, man. I'm ready to go. I mean,
0: ready to go. It's a long time coming out of training, a lot of training camp. time to time. Well, I have to say this. I've never seen Earl unprepared for a fight, so I have to feel pretty confident in him and uh, have you guys? You guys weighing in today? You guys weighing in tomorrow? It seems like, right?
2: No, we weigh in today. We weigh in today. We weigh one forty-two. Mike, weigh one forty-five. Hey, man, y'all way under.
1: Wow, what's
2: happening? What? Man, it's time to get it in. Man, I'm saying he was very hard. he's ran, and did you know everything he to do.
1: It's time to get to work, done, man. It's time to get busy. Derek, this is Terry, let me ask you: Is there something that you guys? have you seen in Mikey that you know leads you to be so convinced that you guys are going to beat him I
2: mean you know I, well, for, I mean I, first of all I know my guy I believe in myself and Mikey's a real fight about see every now and then something that he does some tendencies that he has some things that he do that you know um, you well know, yeah yes you would man we look at it like this if you look at the Aiden Vrano fight when Asian started fighting in back at the the fight he was having difficulty. with. Him fighting back. last few rounds, they probably won the last few rounds. But, um, Errol starts out fast and stays busy. So, we don't even want to give the opportunity to get into the fight. Don't let him get started.
0: Right. I think that's the right move. I personally think, like you said, you know your guy, you know, people are saying it's a, it's a win-win for Mikey because he's not supposed to win the fight moving up from 135. Now, my question is, when you have a guy like that, you're fighting that, it's a big fight, it's pay per view, you're fighting in front of the home crowd. How do you silence the noise and, and keep it focused? Because to my experience, it seems like Earl does a lot of avenging of Adrian's losses. Right. <laughs> and it seems like he, he, he seems to do a lot of cleanup there. I know it sounds terrible, and I, I ain't trying to put you or, or Earl on the spot, but at the same time, I agree. He it, Actually, Broner did look good late in that fight. He wouldn't let his hands go early. And I tell you who else looked good five. against Mikey was Lipinets at 140. Um, and Mikey, Mikey did his work. I have to admit, I love Mikey. I have Mikey just uh, – he's, he's inside of my top five on a pound-for-pound pound list. I love watching Mikey fight. I think it's a stable situation where now he's got to fight Earl, which nobody wants to fight because I heard five. Earl say the other day, and I agree with him. Everybody want to fight him When he has a fight When he don't got a fight lined up Don't nobody want to fight him right,
2: right, right, right You're right, man Listen it's, um, That's pretty funny That you say that hey AB's my guy I like AB So I'm not going to get into that But <laughs> they <up> <laughs> <laughs> now, I, You know, Mikey is a good fighter, man And I am a fan of Mikey Just not tomorrow You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm
0: I hear Mikey. you I hear you I like
2: what he does. But at the same time man, listen, I I I know my guy. I know my guy's tenacity. I know how vicious he is, I know how he you know, and then you know, uh Mikey talks talked a lot of trash, he talked a lot of trash, so the L does not like guys who talk trash for him. So what you'll see is very very vicious and very like um uh, vengeful El man. It's like um, He's dangerous when he's like this kid. Nobody really talks trash to him. He
0: doesn't get into that. He just goes and wins. But now he have got to talk trash to him So you'll see something a little different. It's very interesting. And now with that, I have a question for you that pertains to this fight but also pertains to beyond. After Sean Porter won his WBC belt, uh, Earl stepped in the ring, said he wanted to make the fight. Sean said he wanted to make the fight. Right. Now we know boxing right. is a right. is a business. And so, the, obviously, these fights came up. The fight with Mikey is a big fight. This ain't no small. This ain't small potatoes. Now, this is, in my right, opinion, right, Earl's. Right. You know, this is Earl's first time headlining a pay per view card. We're seeing a lot of people talk right. about how pay per view could be on its last legs with the zone throwing money around right. like they're throwing it around. Me personally, if I had a choice, I would like to see Earl fight Terrence Crawford. And I believe Earl beats Terrence Crawford. I believe he stops you. And and my brother said he believes he stops him. And I believe that, Uh, you know, and and yet, one thing that we talk about here on the Ozone a lot is the stable effect of boxing. PBC has, I think, without a doubt, the best stable of welterweight boxers. I would say the zone has the best stable of heavyweight boxers and now middleweight boxers since they signed Triple G. How do you guys negotiate, and navigate this with ESPN and Top Rank, with you guys, PBC and Fox, and the uh, and 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 the Zone? You know, with their streaming app, how are we going to see the fights that we always want to see? First of all,
2: nobody wants to watch a fight on their telephone. That destroys the fight party. When you watch it from the computer, I mean, I don't know how they do it. You don't even know these guys are fighting unless you're a big-time avid boxing fan, but they don't want to advertise it on, 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 on regular television. So if you think about it, if they have so much money, they should be running ads on TV because they want people to watch those fights. Yeah, I haven't noticed those fights that happen. but I think that what L will show is that pay-per-view boxing is still alive because, I mean, with the numbers he's selling, he already said he sold $35,000. Wow. You, and they say it could be possibly close to a million people he buy Wow. That's what they're looking at. So, if you look at it like this, the, the reality of it is, and when you talk about Sean Porter, right, he couldn't, you saw his fight. Maybe almost went to the fight. It was cold out there. You know? but yeah. There was nobody at the fight. Nobody at the fight. I mean, so, L is the guy who, in this way, is the true cash cow. Everybody knows he's gonna go out to fight, right? But um, these fights will happen, man. They'll happen. You know, you got which I know everybody wants to see Tan Crawford fight. You know, whatever's we gonna fight. You know, Mikey, and then after that, he probably be Pacquiao, Thurman, or you know, uh, they got Garcia, they got Porter. They have, so, there's several guys he can fight again until he goes over to fight Tan Crawford but um one and a half
1: is going to be great. man. This is true. That's a lot of tough fights coming up because you don't ever see him really take a, you know, there's never ever really a lapse or a lack in the in the quality of fighter that he takes on. You know, a lot of fighters take on guys who aren't like that elite level, you know, and 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 he's fighting elite fighters. And and having a hard time and having a hard time getting a fight
2: Right, I mean, it's, it's hard. I think right now, I think mean, building his legacy, man. I love what he's doing. I love uh, his, like how he feels about himself. You know, the most, insecure you know, there's something lacking in his skill set, he don't take certain pipes, right? But I think that he will transcribe. I like transcribe how he wants to fight. I like how, you know, uh, like you guys said, these are real, true boxes, man. And it's beautiful to be a part of it. You know, because like. If you think about this Terry When we were younger We watched those fights that in, in, in New York Not New York But in uh, In, uh, in uh, Jesus Palace Right And huh. All, all these big fights I know you watch But I'm listening to you You know about boxing mm-hmm.
1: So
2: if you think about now, now we're actually
1: living Those times now wow. Yeah that's we're true with, with, with wow. It's true So if you look at it
2: You're like yeah, man, man it's amazing How we It's coming right back to the height of boxing is coming
0: to my right now in our time. In our time. It's
1: amazing. That's awesome. It is awesome, man.
0: Yeah. This big old, I agree with you, man. You know, I grew up watching fights at Caesars Palace when it was 95 degrees outside at night. And guys don't seem to have to have the same fortitude that they did at that point. But like you said, boxing took a dip and is now back. And I think we're at a fever pitch because the fights that people want to see are finally being made. Now, how long have you been with Earl? How long have you been training Earl? I've
2: been training Earl for 10 years this summer. So this year, like 10 years, man, we started when he was like, you know, I already had a trainer for three years. And he threw to me like uh, in his third year. And we've been working every time.
0: Nice. Now, other than Earl, who's your favorite fighter in the game right now?
2: You know, I, I like, uh, let I like Mikey, I like, I like uh, Romanenko, even though I really don't watch him, fight. I,
0: like I like his abilities, right? And I like uh, my big man, um, Aaron, uh, Anthony Joshua. Hard not to like yeah. AJ. Was, and you know, there's a lot of, he seems to be a lot of backlash on AJ, but honestly, me and my brother talk about it, he may be the most complete, British champ That I've ever seen Yeah
1: definitely
2: Especially heavyweight
0: Right no, no that's what I mean yeah. Heavyweight champ That's what I'm talking about Oh yeah yeah Without a doubt You know If you look at Frank You all those guys From the past He's just big and small
2: Right This guy's technical But you know what I think He learned how to box At an older age And he's able He's able to Understand more Right Cause even when you're younger You learn and you grow up to to be great, but at an older age to understand a little bit more. I think the level of maturity he had when he was learning, and he'd he's able to uh adapt and work on this level like he's doing.
0: Right. And now I got a question for you because talking about the old fights, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite of all time?
2: I like Sugar Ray Leonard. You know, I like Ray Leonard, but I, I love Muhammad Ali because of his his.
0: Dance man, the man he was, this man. You know? and he superseded, and he, 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 he totally sports. and completely transcended the sport. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's, and really, it's really,
2: black culture. He was like, he was in the time where, you know, black like we stood up, and we wasn't afraid to, you know, say it loud. Now. So I love that. I think about that all the time. We need, you know, we need, you know, we, it's, it's still here with the be, but it's still here where we need things like that to happen. But yeah, but, yeah, I love Ali, man,
0: and I love Ray Leonard also. But, you know, um, even though Ray Leonard said, Ali's going to lose. Whoa, too. wow, whoa. <laughs> you still love him. You don't have to love him as a commentator. You can love him as a, <laughs> as a, as, as a fighter from afar. <laughs> yeah, man,
2: I love him as a fighter,
0: man. Yeah, so then last question is, do you accept the fact that Marvin Hagler actually beat Ray Leonard? <laughs>
1: Don't say it. Say it ain't so. You know what? You know
2: what? I watched that fight again, man. But it was a—he let Raymond still go man. He let him shoot shots away. I mean, he let him still go out, man. You know, y'all know that, man. Put that, man. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, man. man. Come on, y'all. Yeah, y'all. Let, you know, he, he let him shoot shots those rounds off, man. Look, he stole the He really did. I mean. <laughs>
0: uh, oh man, we just having a good time with you. Well, we ain't gonna keep you all day, but uh, wanted to say thanks for calling in. We're pulling for you guys tomorrow. I love Mikey. I'm actually pulling for both fighters. I want to see a great fight. I personally think Mikey's bit off more than he can chew. I think he should sit and uh, and, and dominate at 135 140, but. But I, I'm, I'm anxious to see what you guys have in your future because, man, you guys are a dynamic duo.
2: Appreciate that, man. Thank you, man. And, um, D, I, I, I like just say this. for me and myself, I want to test be consistent. You got to break jaws, break bone, break bubble bone, break ribs. So I expect that. I expect you to be very dominant, very, like, bone crushing. Right. I mean, that's what, he, that's what he's been doing. I not like Mikey, but you know, I mean, I mean we'll see. We'll see what, what he can do. Out, how intelligent he actually is. This is what I I thought about him talking to somebody. He's not he takes
0: way. I don't think that Mikey is quicker, stronger, faster, or I, I don't Any see of it. the advantage that Mikey right. has unless he pulls something out of the, the toolbox that just as nobody can see. So here we go. It's go time. Hey man, God bless you, D, and we'll uh we'll, we'll be pulling for you tomorrow. We'll see you next week. i to you
1: next week. All right. Peace.
0: always a fun time on the O Zone having people who are you know intelligent in the know and actually super relevant I mean this is this is the IBF champion's trainer right there Right this is the inside of the inside Yeah it's hard to get deeper than this Why not he really Without being in the ring That's it and he just gave us his he just gave us the real real right there he, there was no you know he didn't put nothing on it or nothing like that You know because
1: Mikey Mikey is actually you know he's in an above average fighter It's not like he's um, You know I a, think Mike is a great fighter Yeah he's actually. a great fighter He's one of the best fighters Of this generation yes. Fundamentally sound And he I just honestly for, for two or three years On a contract
0: dispute Right Which took Robbed him
1: of two years Yeah which might help him In the long run though Yes But this May fight not. I do believe Is probably going to put A couple of extra years on him Because this is probably Going to be a war And I do believe This this,
0: this war of attrition Is going to go Earl's way I mean I just don't see How Mikey hurts him They say Mikey hits they, they say he's got heavy fist. Everybody that he, he spars with and this and the other, they say he's got heavy hands. But uh, I, I— There's I, a video of him online sparring a two or
1: 300-pound guy or something like that I on YouTube. It.
0: I believe it. Probably on Secbacks and on, on, on ES News. Um, but, you know, with that, I just—I feel like for Mikey to be in this fight, he's got to get it going early. And he's going to have to take some punishment to get in. Yeah, he's
1: going to have to take some real serious chances because the jab is real. Earl is a complete fighter— he has a high boxing IQ. He he's he's he has every tool that you need as a boxer. To he
0: be sure does an elite but fighter. I, I'll say this: Mikey said something very interesting. I read an in interview today at the, the weigh-in in the press conference, and Mikey said, uh, "He said, you know what? There's nothing in the world that a boxer can show me that my brother or my father haven't already taught me, or being in a fight hasn't taught me. Which is a very interesting approach because he's right. Yet at the same time." They have weight classes for reasons. Yes. And
1: then you have to also be able to execute that game plan and stopping the other guy from executing his game plan, which right now Earl Spence is the the more athletic, the more uh, physically imposing fighter. Right. So it's going to be very, very hard. I You know, like I said, I love both of the guys. It's going to be very, very hard. to. It's very, very hard for me to see Mikey pulling this off. It, there's been upsets before, and I just don't see it happening tomorrow. This would be an enormous upset.
0: This would be one of the biggest in This this would history. this would be like Ali Liston. This yeah. is this is that kind of an upset. Yeah. But you can then clearly see after the fight where Ali had certain advantages. Yeah. You know, I don't see where Mikey has the advantage in this particular fight. And I remember watching him when he moved up to 140, and Lip Nets hit him hard. He, he he knocked him down, but he hit him hard, and Mikey didn't seem like he, he took it so well. You know what I mean? He took it well enough to win the fight, obviously. And even Broner hit him hard at points Yeah, uh, late in the fight. He dominated Broner. And you see you see his competition against guys like Easter and, you know, guys like that. But
1: Robert, this is a long, linky fighter, but he doesn't and have pop. he's 135. Yeah, and he doesn't have pop. This is the danger that I see. Yeah, because Earl is literally going to go and destroy his body. And they've been working with Balco to try to figure out how to stop him from tearing that body down. But this is going to be very, very hard for him to do. And not only that... Earl really doesn't have to Put himself in harm's way To get to him To destroy his body like that Because being the taller More dominant Physically dominant fighter He doesn't have to Like Mikey is going to have to Spend a little bit extra Or take a little extra risk To get in And to try to put punishment On
0: Earl He's got to pay You got to pay (laughs) I hope I don't want to pay I don't want to pay that toll But he's got to pay that toll And it's going to be serious And we're going to find out Very soon If he's willing to pay and if uh, he has what it takes. You know who's on that undercard? That's This is what I was actually just about to speak on now. I saw J. Leon Love was on the undercard, a, a, a TMT guy that is, you know, I feel like um, he may have missed his window, and this is his chance to come back. And it's going to be interesting to see if he can do that. We got on this undercard, let's see. Oh, he see he's fighting David Benavides. I'm going with David Benavides on that. I like I've been I, I William. <laughs> I like David Benavides in that fight. Uh ten round showdown. And they got uh former hundred and eighteen pound champion Luis Netty uh battling former champion Joe Arroyo as well. And then you got uh, an L.A. native is going to be on the card. Fan favorite, Chris the Nightmare Areola, is fe- mm. facing an unbeaten uh, heavyweight named Jean-Pierre Augustine for 10 pounds, uh, 10 pounds, 10 rounds of action. And it'll be interesting because Chris was somebody who really, he had the the heavyweight division in the palm of his hand, and he just couldn't really keep it together to he do it. He to never coach wanted, coach. Yeah, but he never wanted to get in shape. Yeah. Well, he never oh, man, that
1: it in the palm of, that, head that, and that, palm of his
0: stomach at this point. That, that, yeah. that Because that, you got to stay in was, shape as a that boxer. That a beating. Yeah, they I mean, and Deontay beat him up bad too with yeah. one hand. Deontay broke his hand on his yeah. hard head, and Deontay beat him up bad.
1: I don't understand the concept. I know that the guys need to get paid and everything, but I don't understand the concept of just taking a, a whooping like that in the ring. With, when you can actually have, you know, a competitive fight if you get in shape, that just that's just a lack of discipline and dedication at this point, right? Man,
0: man. And speaking of which, you know, we saw the situation with Sean Porter was having a hard time making weight. He makes weight. It's a cold, balmy night. Um, And I have to say, I didn't get to watch the fight live, but I saw a lot of people were speculating online that Sean had lost the fight. Now, how did you see that fight last week? I didn't see Ugas doing enough
1: to take Sean's title. I saw that it was a tight and competitive fight, and I think that it was a little bit uglier than what people expected, you know, and – and, and Sean find a diff, fought a different fight than he yeah, normally fights And he fought a different fight And I, I felt like Sean pulled it out He didn't
0: dominate him Nor did Ugas dominate him I felt like Ugas actually had the chance To win that fight he did. And he did way too much celebrating Yes and, and taunting he, and, and playing games in the middle of the ring He did ring. a lot of a, playing games and of of Cutting off the ring the And once time. he had him in the
1: corner And taking advantage of him yeah. Once he had him against the ropes Sean worked his way out And Sean actually looked like he hurt him once He did yeah, And and this and, you know And if the champ hurts you And Sean was the busier fighter Although he was, was moving the back a little bit more You know than we usually normally
0: see him But he still I don't you know, think that was the best Sean Porter No But, and, and if, but it wasn't enough Ugas, to take his belt and to And be. if Ugas was going to win the fight that was the night for him to win the fight
1: Yes, he should impose his will on him I, I'm just not a fan of taking people's belt And you not doing anything above average or spectacular to take a guy's belt I don't want to see you take a guy's belt on a split draw and all that kind of stuff I, I want to see you guys take his belt Knock the guy down, have him in a lot of trouble Or at least at least trouble once, you know what I'm saying? And I yeah. don't see that at all
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I mean, you know, I don't know I, I, I tell you what it wasn't a spectacular outing, and it seems like it wasn't a spectacular week for Sean Yeah, and because th- he wasn't able to make weight. He had whatever problems it was that he had. Hopefully, this is a, a some sort of a wake-up call because his next fight is going to be serious.
1: Yeah. And no matter who at it's at, against. Yeah, but when you looked at him, too, it didn't look like he had the confidence
0: or he didn't really. He didn't, he didn't seem as focused like, as, he as he normally does. You know, yeah. uh, one thing that saved him was his incredible conditioning. I mean, the Porter way is a real thing, and Sean and Kenny Porter work hard, and it showed because that that was amazing what we watched, and this is a, this is another testament of when you are in shape, how it can rescue you from some of your bad habits, personally. Yes. Or, or or from having night. an off night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Being in shape never has an off night, right? You're in shape. Yeah, that, that, I don't know. That was a that was an interesting situation. Um, yeah, boxing is is shaping up, and now continuing along that theme. What in the hell is going on with Deontay Wilder?
1: Somebody passing the joint once too many times.
0: What a the that is on the
1: left hand side. And he turned down a hundred million dollars. Now you can't tell me that he turns down a hundred million dollars and he wanted to fight Anthony Joshua. He was serious about that. I can't believe it.
0: Why would you turn down a hundred million dollars for three fights? Who's offering you more? Who is? Who's calling you with a hundred million and one dollar? Nobody One dollar more I don't see it So what's the option now What do you do Do you fight Brazil On, on Showtime For three million or so well,
1: He's already locked in To fight uh,
0: Dominic Brazil Right But that's what I'm saying So do you take that fight To Showtime And split Or what Like what do we What do we I don't understand I'm, I'm confused I'm yeah. completely I'm not even baffled Because I never really
1: thought That Deontay Wilder Was looking for that Anthony Joshua fight anyway I mean now I don't feel like Any of those guys First and foremost Let's throw that out the window Of guys being scared Of each other Because they're not afraid Of each other I don't believe that
0: Right But but also, now, given the performance that Deontay Wilder had in his last two fights, he looks like a stone-cold genius by being on a fight-to-fight basis with Showtime because the Ortiz fight was exciting. Up now. This is what I'm saying. The Ortiz fight was exciting. And then, this uh, this last uh, December, the Tyson Fury-Deontay Wilder fight was incredible. incredible. Incredible drama, you know, the whole nine. So he's primed to get paid. And it seems like... The Brazil fight is one thing and him getting the rest of his guaranteed money seemed like it was just contingent upon him beating Brazil and whoever the second opponent is so that at which point he would then face Joshua in April of 2020.
1: Yeah. um, But eventually they're going to smoke him out. He's going to have to come out and fight somebody and he's going to end up fighting somebody for less than what he's gotten offered so far. I know that the whole thing is about, you know, maybe we'll push him up a little bit more, but sometimes you just got to, you know, take it when the money's there. The money's there. They said a hundred million dollars. And <laughs> That's your big man money. stepped out of it so that it wouldn't be any. I, I have to lost
0: say, I, haven't, I have yet to meet Eddie Hearn. Yeah. But he seems like a pretty solid yeah. individual on this zone stuff. Yes. I read what he said. He said, hey, me and Shelly okay. Finkel, Deontay Wilder's manager, don't get along. So I'm going to step out and let these other people negotiate it because me being involved can be counterproductive. I don't want it to be counterproductive. I want him to be on zone And I want Anthony Joshua to have the chance to fight him. Nothing wrong with that. He steps out. And now we have to remember, folks, the numbers started at $15 million. Yes. And Deontay was wise in saying no. They jumped to $50 million. Deontay was wise in saying no. They jumped to $100 million. <laughs> Deontay sounds like he is not wise because he said no. Now, and this is what I'm wondering. Is he? Is this real? Is it official? You know, it's on Tuesday that he's announcing he's, he's having a press conference next Tuesday. But you know All of the chatter On the street is Is that he's rejecting A hundred million dollar offer I just can't believe He would do that For somebody who Until recently Had a hard time Filling stadiums Yes not, And not even Having stadiums, popularity but, you know, just, Arenas Yeah arenas Yeah I, I just don't I, I can't He's not seeking Wise count And Tay is Tay man Everybody knows How I feel about Bomb squad
1: yeah, it's, I love him A great guy
0: he's, he's a great guy He was on the Ozone man He's 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 a very honest young man, which you always appreciate. But it's like this situation; I don't understand. So I understand
1: you got to get yours, and and this is when you're getting yours. And now you're getting yours, and you might be letting this this thing. And maybe you know we're looking at it from the wrong angle. But maybe somebody might come and say, "Okay,
0: we're gonna give you $200 million. Yeah, maybe we are all. And this is that's a great point because we're not him, and we don't know the numbers that he knows. And I'm a firm believer that guys in general need to have honestly guys in general you have to know your worth and I believe as artists as athletes oftentimes we really do undervalue ourselves because we love to do what we do and the the powers that be normally know that and they know that we'll that we'll bend you know and I so so I applaud him for turning down more money than he had ever been given before you know but at the same time I don't know this is, I, every, you know, I guess it's a little preliminary. This is just a word on the curb. But I guess when, when Tuesday rolls around and they hold their press conference, this is what. Maybe might, somebody
1: might talk him to his senses, get him to his senses, wake him up, give him some of that smelling salt. He ain't even been knocked out yet. No. Wake up, champ. Wake up. go, champ. Yeah. Yeah, look at him. It. It's the champ.
0: <laughs> Shannon Briggs never got a chance to get that extra payday. They shut him down. Nobody would give him that license or the fight. Good Yeah he didn't need that But he's living good in Florida Yeah Life is good in Florida Shout out to Florida Okay Want to move into our Our final section And as we're getting Closer and closer To Major League Baseball
1: We're not going to cover Any of that good
0: juicy NFL That's going on Big Big moves in the yeah, NFL Big yeah, big, big league us on this one I thought I thought I was going to save it For an espresso shot But no, we can slide Right into the NFL Let's go straight to it Alright It's too much It's too much, too much Too much for an espresso Okay Well did you see The latest news right now Which is Tyreek Hill is under investigation. for What's going on? What are they putting in the water in Kansas City? Yeah. Battery against a minor, potentially. Yeah. You know, none of it's been confirmed yet, so it's pretty hard to speak on it. Yeah, that's just it, potentially. But along along that, in Kansas City, uh, we saw Kareem Hunt got shipped out to the Browns. Uh, He got another shot, and then today they handed down his suspension. Eight games. Which will be eight games. Now, if you look at it, Kareem Hunt to the Browns with eight games, and then you add that crazy blockbuster that they just pulled off with Odell Beckham, and the kid Baker Mayfield looks like a real gamer. Jarvis Landry.
1: They got a squad. And even without Kareem Hunt, they have a a nice running back in Nick Chubb. And they have a decent defense. And they have a decent defense. I mean, the the Browns are trying to actually make some noise. It's going to come down to coaching with with the Browns. Yes.
0: And it seems like those guys have bought into Right. They've, they've bought into his scheme because last year they were close in a lot of games.
1: Well, and Baker Mayfield's scheme is to get the ball down the field. <laughs> sure is. His and Neil Beckham's scheme is usually to, to make it to, to do the, the same. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're going to get along very well. And they have a couple of guys that, that's in the slot and whatnot that that have crazy burners and crazy hands. So they have a solid team. Got a solid they're, team. They're competitive. They're, they should be one of the best teams in their division, seeing that the way that this is one of the most active times in the NFL that I've ever remembered. I
0: mean, the NFL in general, brilliant marketing. Yes, just you've yes. never seen something that is a year-round force, even when the game isn't happening.
1: My problem with the biggest problem with the NFL is what you know is that they can put out any numbers that they want to with these contracts. none of them are guaranteed. These guys, they put out astronomical numbers. This guy just signed for 200,000 billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Two million is guaranteed. <laughs> yes, and then you get hurt or they get mad at you and you're shipped out.
0: Well, and along those lines, this is what we're talking about with the, the two biggest pieces, I would say, uh, prior, uh, 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 flash and dash-wise of the moves. Odell's pretty big, but it was a trade more so than an extension. Um, but his was about him ruffling feathers in New York, you know? Right, I understand. But when we're talking about the money and the guaranteed money, we've got to look at businesses booming. Right. And businesses booming actually made noise. The one thing I'll say is I appreciate the fact that now in the NFL – Athletes can be heard And the squeaky wheel does get the oil Right Because he made it clear That he didn't appreciate Ben Roethlisberger's leadership style He would A.B. Yes, A.B. A. B. Uh-huh. And and that he didn't appreciate How the blame fell on him a lot of times When he felt like it should fall on someone else Definitely, he's a receiver And yet, at the same time He also didn't agree with his cheese Because he wanted money That the Steelers are, are lining themselves up To be an organization That doesn't seem to want to pay people uh, Guaranteed money Right now, I want to see how they're going to
1: produce this year because Ben is on the downside of his career. Antonio Brown is now in Oakland. Le'Veon Bell is in New York with the Jets, and so now what do you have?
0: You have Schuster Smith. Yep, you got Juju. You got uh, the the running back that replaced Le'Veon, who actually had a good year, mm-hmm. James Conner, and then you have uh, uh, Jesse James, right? Yeah, and then that's about it. Yeah, but that's I'm just naming the guys. Yeah. And but ju- you
1: have to have somebody Get them the ball And I heard some somebody say Well you know He's going to recognize How hard it is for him Not to get the ball Without Ben there But Ben's been hurt a few times And he hadn't gotten the ball In Pittsburgh
0: Let me tell you something Derek Carr can deal
1: Yeah that, That's what but, I'm but not Where is this about. thing coming from Where Derek Carr is not good Just because Gruden said so Gruden it, so far to me it's been a terrible
0: coach well and what they're hoping is is they're hoping that he and gm and they're hoping that he bails that never worked. he, he they're, they're hoping that that this ab thing can bail them out because the raiders and i'm and by the way they extended their deal so they have agreed to play one more year in oakland um are you are you going to counseling or are you guys getting back together What's no going on no with no that? you know the divorce it looks like it's it looks like it's gonna happen. paperwork going through yeah yeah you know i hate to say it you know just things didn't work. We ran our course. I'm sorry. We ran our course. The team the team, you know, you know how it goes in relationships. Yeah. So we ran our course, me and the Raiders and uh, and it sucks because I love AB. AB was on, you know, Ballers and Business Boom and Nino Brown is in my opinion the best receiver in football. And uh I can't agree. And then yeah, no no listen, it's that's it's cool, it's up for debate. It's not it's not hands down. Okay. Uh, you know, but it, cause it and that's you a tricky. Tyreek Hill. And a, yeah, and a DeAndre, treat, I don't think I don't think Tyreek Hill is better DeAndre than Hopkins. I like. I, I don't
1: like think Tyreke he's better than Hopkins or or Bowman. Tyreek has hands, he's got speed, Tyreek runs out of the backfield like a running back. I mean, come on, dude. the dude returns kicks. Tyreek got the fastest got the fastest burners in the league. I have to go Tyreek or DeAndre. Has a great quarterback. Tyreek and Tyreek and, and, did the same thing last year with the with the mediocre
0: quarterback. A B when A B has an above average quarterback, it's the best receiver in football, and De- and DeAndre Hopkins is right there. DeAndre Hopkins is just, right there. I mean, he gets it done, and and we you know you you leave out Julio Jones because he just disappeared because they they fell apart in Atlanta, right? But. Obviously, he's always in the conversation. He figured out how to get in the zone this year at the end of the zone. Uh, at the end of the year. the zone
1: app. <laughs> he signed up with Eddie Hearn, $400 million.
0: But let's stay on, on course with these guys. A lot of moves in the NFL. Um, I don't think this move actually impacts the Raiders. They just overpaid Trent, uh, Trent, Trent Brown, was it? What's his last name? They just overpaid the, the, the offensive lineman from New England. Oh, yeah. Uh, gave him four and 66. All right uh then then now what New Jordy Nelson? Yep, and what New England responded with was to go get uh Bennett, which is fantastic. It's a great move for them. Yeah. And and he promptly responded by saying he hated Tom Brady's hair but now he loves it. <laughs> which is great. <laughs> um he's a he's a socially conscious brother. He's a great follow on Twitter if you if you don't know. Um and you know, we had the we had the uh pleasure hanging out with Julian Edelman the other day and wow, what a fun guy that guy is. Dude's Hilarious. He's a hilarious he's guy. And he's him. a stud. Uh-huh. And uh, the Super Bowl MVP is going to come by the Ozone at some point and, and have a conversation about Touchdown Tommy, the New England way, and uh, what he thinks is going to happen next year. He actually called Danny Amendola and jammed him up for us to see if he was coming <laughs> back to New England so we could break the news. Um, didn't look like he was going back, though. I, no, it didn't look like that. They said he was going to the Cubs. <laughs> uh, uh, we have – and then let's talk about – the Le'Veon Bell situation. Now, Le'Veon Bell bet on himself and sacrificed $8 million of that franchise tag that he could have had if he would have just reported and then not played. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this kind of falls into that Kaepernick line with me. I don't know why he didn't cash his cheese in. Like, I don't know why he didn't show up and be like, oh, my knee, though, and just get his money. I think he just wanted to get his point across because the team actually needed him and he wanted to
1: make them see, just like Emmitt, Emmett did back in the day. Remember with, with Troy Aikman, Aikman. Yeah. you have to show them sometimes that you need me just as much as I need you. And if he has his money together, he knows that that, that and he's and get he has. Obviously, he has it together. He feels. He said that he feels
0: the best that he's ever felt in his career now. And I don't think that his mixtape is uh, was that expensive. No, I think his mixtape was within his budget. No. Yeah. And what he's
1: going to do probably is go and wreck shop over there with Arn- Arnold, uh, Darnold. What is it? Sam, Sam, Sam Darnold. Sam in, Darnold uh, in New York. I feel like a better fit would have been for Kansas City or, um, you know, the Houston. And I
0: wonder how much. The Texans. I, I, I thought Houston. I'm actually surprised he didn't go to Miami. Since he was spending so much time in Miami. Yeah, but he's he got his fill. I mean, shoot, how much time
1: can you spend in Miami not, and be productive as an athlete? It's very hard. A lot of those guys are there. I know, but how many, how many championships has Miami got in any sport in a long time? I mean, it's hard.
0: I hear what you're saying. It's hard to stay focused. But one of the reasons I say it is I was surprised he didn't go anywhere in Florida or Texas for the tax situation. I read the article in the L.A. Times the other day. They were talking about how – Bryce Harper signing with Philadelphia had a lot to do with the fact that playing in California would have cost him an extra $55 million. Crazy. Just based on state taxes. And when you – that's not chump change. So when you factor that in, that's real dough we're it's talking dough. about. And so signing in – especially if you go National League West. Because if you go National League like Manny Machado did, or if he would have come to the Dodgers, if he goes to the Giants, like those all three of those were potential suitors. If you go National League West, you get taxed for your away games still in California. That's not cool. Whereas the American League West, just Oakland and uh, and the Angels are in mm-hmm. California and the other teams are in Texas where you wouldn't pay a mm-hmm. state tax, blah, 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 blah. And I wonder how much that played a factor for Levian. Probably huge, man You gotta think about That kind of stuff But, but in New York But I'm saying In New York the You're playing he's, he's in New Jersey So he's not in New York Even though they're called The New York right. Jets, They play in New Jersey Which I think has A lower state tax Than uh, than uh, New York does And you have to be conscious Of that kind of stuff As a football player Of course You need to get a hand, Your hands on Every dollar that you can Because tomorrow's Not guaranteed With football I mean, those contracts are terrible. So business is booming. Ended up picking up, I think, twenty six million guaranteed mm-hmm. uh, uh, out of the extension or something like that. And I think Le'Veon ended up out of a fifty two million dollar four year deal. And at the beginning, he said sixty wasn't enough for Pittsburgh to retain the services, and he ended up settling on four and fifty two. And I think thirty of it was guaranteed, so he got paid. Right. And that guaranteed money is what it's all about. So when
1: everybody's sitting around complaining about these guys sitting out and thinking they're the bunch of rich, rich guys who are complaining, they're not complaining. They're using the only kind of power that they have. Yeah. That's their leverage is to sit out. And that's the only thing that they have that's, you know, going their way as far as being a football player. And so they have to use that in order to be able to get their money. Otherwise, the owners just reap the benefits and and discard these guys like they're, uh, you know, basically like trash.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and it's a, it's you know again you're in the in the NFL your tenure your tenure in the in in the league is so short, right? So you got to take full advantage, and I, that's something that Le'Veon did. That's going to service him taking that year off, letting his body heal. I wonder how long he's had. When was the last time he had that much time off for his body to heal? Right, and he's in great shape. But you, that kind of punishment, you take a full year off of that kind of punishment. It's got to help. Yeah, we saw with Marcus Allen. Marcus, Marcus Allen,
1: after the Raiders played him out. Um, he came back to Kansas City and tore he, the league up. Man, he tore the league. He ripped the league a new one.
0: He did. It seems like something to talk uh-huh. early might need to look into. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. The NFL is going to be crazy. They've captured our attention again. And now what they've done, which is so awesome, is – they're heading straight into the draft. Right. So now you go from all of this frenzied trading and this, that, and the other, and everybody's set up for straight to go into the draft. And then to, uh, what, what's that, the, the, the camp? They're going to go into camp and
1: then from The OTAs camp, and all there.
0: that stuff. OTAs and then directly to. Then the Ballers camp. comes out, and next thing you know, it's time for the season. Next thing you know, it's time for the season. Go. Yeah. Shout out to the NFL. All right. So about now, here we go, Major League Baseball. It's, it's time it's time who's in the house. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the coolest thing about Tito Ortiz is his come out music. Man, he came out to the hardest jam ever. Uh, One he, who wrote that for him? Right? I don't know. They deserve some royalties, though. Uh, I got a feeling they got 375 and a MAGA hat. <laughs> but, um, so, Major League Baseball, who do you like that's that's tearing the league up now? And what about these injuries? Seems like a lot of injuries going on. Do you think it's the harsh winter? What do you think? You know what? Right now in spring training,
1: I think this up-and-coming week is going to let us know a lot. You see Clayton Kershaw bouncing back now. Clayton Kershaw is ready to look like he's ready to amp it up and turn it up. I think a lot of guys that are there, especially veterans, they don't really spend that much time getting tuned because they've been staying tuned during the offseason. That's why they stay productive. But the injuries are what they are. You you have no control over that. You can't go into game and play it halfway and and end up you know getting hurt. And it always works like that. You'll get hurt if you don't play the game the right way. So these guys, these guys right now. I mean, the injuries. We have to literally see when the when the league is about to start, which is you know twelve days twenty eight yeah. yeah but. Where they are. Are they going to be put on the DL and things like that? I mean, it's hard to tell right now during spring training because you don't get a lot of information like that. Right. I don't think that the team's are honest with you with, as far as injuries.
0: Well, they just said Seve is out until at least May. I think they're being honest about that. I think they are <laughs> being honest about Lou Severino. Because he's, every- he's got a rotator cuff issue and yeah. it's inflamed and it needs to go down. And he can't start throwing, I think, until the beginning Wednesday. of May. Wednesday. No, no, no. He's supposed to start playing catch on Wednesday. So he's not going to come back until the
1: beginning of May. He won't
0: be in New York Yankee pinstripes until May.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's after
1: rehab, after any sit-backs and any of that kind of stuff. That's all of
0: that stuff to get you ready from this point. Yeah. Which is enormous for the Yankees. Because I'm here to tell you, all that offense and this, that, and the other, you need a one-two up there. You got James Paxton now, who we all know on any given day can be completely lights out. Um, but we don't know how he'll respond to the New York pressure. I personally think his stuff can translate no matter where he plays. Yeah. Um, but you need a you need a one-two, and Severino and Paxton are a nice one-two. Let's you righty combo. You mess around in the American League East, and the division can run away because them boys down in Tampa Bay are real. Yeah. And, and, and don't talk the, about, about the, the champs. champs. <laughs> don't even yeah. bring the champs yeah. up. Yeah, it, the Yankees are in a
1: trippy situation because they got a great team. Yeah, I think that. I think that one of the I don't think that the team is great. I think it's good because their starting pitching is flawed. I think that one of the biggest things that they have to do is that commit to say, you know what, our starting pitcher is pitching is not great, so let's just go in there this first month of the season and try to slug it out with everybody.
0: Well, that seems to be the Yankee way, anyways. You know, yeah, but I you're going to have to completely enough. commit to it because they, yeah. you know, I haven't seen enough tight games won by the Yankees in the past few years, which is how. The Astros beat them the year before when they were ahead of schedule.
1: Right. And I don't think that, you know, when you look at the rotations, do they have anybody that can, you know, fill in? Yeah. And go. Only thing that I would Compete say, with Chris Sale.
0: Yeah. Who's going to compete with Chris Sale? Unless it's James Paxson. Right. And I, I really don't look at James pa- Paxson like that. He, he's a good pitcher, but he's, he's not he's not as consistent yeah. as you'd like him to be. Yes. And what do you think about Kimbrell? You think he sits a year out? You think he just waits till halfway and says, You know what? Right. He's starting to get the raw deal because of the bad CBA. And
1: um, he looked shaky last year, but he's on the pace to to pass Mariano as far as – Well, and if you look at his numbers, although his when numbers you watch great. the games, it looks shaky. Yeah, I just Split. don't personally prefer him or care about his, his game like that. But I think that he's going to end up taking a short-term deal – and then you know maybe try to get something big out of that short-term deal It's a great chance that he might return
0: to the Braves that which would really help the Braves. Yeah, and the, who by the way are stacked. Right, and they need a closer. Cuz that's the only thing they're not stacked in.
1: Well, Viscaino is not that bad,
0: but he's injured right now too. Right. Ah, man. Yeah, I'm I'm I can't wait. We're 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 literally 2 weeks out. And it seems like the Lord knows because he just turned the the, the dial on and it's nice out. It's a beautiful out. We haven't had a, a, a game rained out in Los Angeles. I think it's been 45 years we're on a streak or something like that. But. He changed uh, it, dude. Uh, yeah, right. And uh, on the front page of Major League Baseball Right Now.com, it says that Puig is eager to face his old mates. He's got uh, circled the games against the Dodgers weeks ago. But he bears no ill will, but he just wants to get busy. Gotta love you, SEO Puig. He better be careful what he asks for because Bueller is real. Walker Bueller is there to carve. <laughs> and I don't think he can handle Kershaw either. Kershaw, they're saying, is not ready for opening day, which means this is the torch passing. Mm-hmm. Of Bueller starting opening days. It's going to be very interesting to see. I mean. The Dodgers starting pitching is flawed. You wonder if you should sit Clayton Kershaw out until the, the – just keep him under wraps, if you will, until about the All-Star break. <laughs> That's the way we play him now. It, it, well, it seems like – all of the workhorse years when the Dodgers couldn't score runs for him, and then finally getting to the World Series in Houston, really took a toll on him. Yeah, because he's had to carry him for so many years. He carried them for so many years to six straight championships. Yes, and six now, straight a Amer- National League West champions. And his body just has been worn
1: out. He's got a bad back. Now his arm. You know how it goes when you start cheating a body part.
0: Unfortunately, I know well how it goes, and uh, what ends up happening is is. The part that you got one bad knee and you lean on that other knee, next thing you know that other knee will be bad as well. And it's just the way it goes. Just the way it goes. Um, I tell you what, it's, it's pretty awesome. I don't know who's got it better than Russell Wilson, to be honest. Got to got to report the street training, right? Again. Again, again. This is awesome. And you know good and well he's not playing
1: in the MLB. He's just going to play a little ball. No, nah, but he's having some nice at-bats. Yeah. You know, he's a great athlete. Great athlete. Great athlete.
0: All right, you got anything else to add for this edition, the mellow eighty degree edition of the ozone?
1: Yeah, I think I brought enough.
0: wow. So you feel like you're Earl Spence? <laughs> I'm body snatching the podcast. <laughs> this is why I told your moms I pumped the gauge and your body snatched. <laughs> Shout out to Makai Pfeiffer in the cipher. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we're going to leave you with a quote. And, uh, the quote is going to be about unity because that's what we need right now. It's an old Ethiopian proverb and it is when spiders unite, they can tie down a lion. We're in this thing together, folks, and we need to act like it. We need each other and the world needs love. I'm your host, Omar Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Omar Miller on Instagram at Omar Benson Miller. My brother Terry is the icons with a Z everywhere. This is the Ozone on your drone. Ozone. I'm just living the dream. Living the dream. I'm, in the I'm in love with the lights. This is not just a cave. This here is my yeah. life. It's just my life. Put the cameras on me, yeah, yeah. Put them on me. Put the cameras on me, yeah, yeah. Put them on me. Put the cameras on me, yeah, yeah. Put them on me. Put the cameras on me, yeah. Yeah.